Welcome to the RuPaul's Drag Race Recap Show for Season 13, Episode 14, titled Getting Lucky. My name's Joe Batanz, and I am joined, as always, by one portentous co-host from the podcast pod is my co-pilot. Let's do it the second week in a row. Can you call this week what it was? No, I totally, I because I was too busy writing notes, I wasn't paying attention. Please say... I want candy, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. To... <laughs> And you know what I do? Yeah, to Taylor the Latte Boy. Hello, Taylor the Latte Boy. Joe, good evening. Hello. Good, good evening. evening tonight. I'm doing very well. Uh, for those of you who aren't Patreon supporters, uh, you missed Taylor giving me anxiety. <laughs> Taylor talking about going to the gym. Mm-hmm. That gave me anxiety. Taylor talking about psychopaths. Actually, mm-hmm. that was very interesting. I thought that, that we went actually longer than usual because it was so interesting. Yeah. And mental health. Everyone always likes it when you talk mental health, you know? Well, doing a show with Joe Patance, I can't help but talk about mental health. Well, yeah, look. And by the way, if you want to hear... There, by the way, there, there's something I keep forgetting. Every week, I'm all, I keep forgetting to mention this amazing feature of Patreon. I don't know what it is uh-huh. now. And then to, and then I'm going to listen to it and I'm like, oh, why did I mention this? Yeah, it's, it's an amazing feature. I'm like, oh, why don't I ever mention that? Anyway, well, you know, you get this show. Well, they're, they're getting this show super early. So now we're doing it on Friday nights. They're getting this show the the midnight Saturday. I'm not, in other words, another Friday going into Saturday at midnight. They're getting this People show. Wake up Saturday morning yeah. and there will be a hot fresh piping drag yeah. race recap waiting for you no commercials you know you're not gonna hear me uh going on about certain things you know i'm not gonna say it because these you know wonderful people help keep the lights on yeah cut to the lights go on and then uh <laughs> uh oh by the way have i yeah. told you the stories about my ad agency and stuff no oh let me tell you this now so Except I won't say the names of any of the companies, right? Okay. I got so something's up with my fucking Instagram on the on the algorithm, okay? Uh-huh. Because I've been getting the craziest things on my al- algorithm, okay? And so um <clears throat> one of them was uh the first one was for an anal douching company. Okay? <laughs> Okay. So whenever I see something that our audience would be interested in, I go, hey, uh, listen, you got to do this anal douching company. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then they go, okay, we will reach out to them, see if they want to advertise on your show. Okay. Then I got an, ad, an Instagram ad the same day for a jacking off lotion. Okay. Cake. I don't want to say anything. I don't want to say any names. They're not paying for ads here. Right? Okay. But for jacking off lotion. Uh Okay. And then on Monday, so I I told my ad agency, right? And they were like, okay, we're on it. I got an uh, an ad for a coffee rub uh, for your asshole. Uh, uh, Okay. Don't say the name. No, I I don't know the name, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. 
So I fill it bu- to the rim with brim. <laughs> yeah, exactly, literally. Um, and uh, I, I, so I, I called all my friends. I was very curious. You know, I'm making, making a big trip at the end of May. Oh yeah, yeah. So I mean, I might need to call this douching company too. But anyway, um, <laughs> so I was very curious. I called all my. I, well, you know what's so funny is I went to their Instagram page and said followed by Evan Ayers. So I contacted Evan. He's like, "Oh, it's too rich for my blood, though," you know. And I was like, "For which one? The douching or the no, 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 the coffee rub for your asshole?" And so I go, "Okay." He goes, "But tell me how it is." And every gay friend, did I talk to you to you about it? No. Oh yeah, every gay friend I talked to was like, either they hadn't seen it or they were like, "Oh, I've been I've been seeing that and I want to get it, but I don't know." Tell me how it is. So I bought it. Okay. It shipped today. No, yesterday. So it's going to be here any day. You know what's so funny? I was talking. This is a, so straight guy. I was talking to my straight friend, Adam Vaught. I uh-huh. told him this. I go, oh, they shipped it. And it's going to be here any day. And I go, I'm going to have it six weeks in advance. Is that one of the big boxes that was down in the garage that you No. <laughs> yeah, no. No. <laughs> so he goes, oh, you try it out before you go to Seattle. And I said, listen, if I could try it before I went to Seattle, I wouldn't be going to Seattle. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. Hi, everyone. I'll be at the Ha Ha Cafe <laughs> on Lankershim at the end of the week with Lori Rod. Okay, but Ken- okay, but all right. So, but you can try it out just to. I mean, if whether you're taking pictures to see if it's a before and after. No, or no, no. This is, I, I'm explaining to you. This is not for aesthetics. This is for scent. It will mask any unpleasant scents, and for okay. taste. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'll I would you. like a link to this, please. Yeah, I'll tell you how it is. <laughs> yeah, every every gay guy I know is like, please report to me. I think well, I, considering considering I have a coffee addict out in the other room. Oh, really? And that might be a yeah. Okay, yeah. If you could send me a link to that, that'd be yeah, great. yeah, yeah, yeah. I will. So anyway, um, this week the girls congratulate themselves on their. <laughs> Never gets old. Never Congratulate gets old. themselves on their accomplishments thus far in the competition for the Maxi Challenge. The girls write their own verses and perform in a music video for RuPaul's newest song, Getting Lucky, on the main stage. The, the song's just Lucky, though, right? Lucky. Lucky, yeah. sorry. That's the name of the episode. On the main stage, the category is Drag Excellence. In the end, all four girls engaged in a lip-sync battle for their lives. In the end, all four girls made the cut to continue the competition in the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race Season 13. Tale of the Latte Boy. Okay. Name two things I liked about the episode and one thing you did not. Um. Okay, two things I liked about the episode were... It was a light episode there wasn't a lot of tension there wasn't a lot of it was it was given the week that i have had it was Mm -hmm. nice to just kind of sit and watch it yeah um and that's the one thing that i liked i was i don't want to you know spill what i thought about the episode as a whole um and by the way speaking of whole please buy this coffee rub (laughs) uh the one thing the other thing that i really liked was and I might have to go back and watch it. I, I liked the twist at the end. And I want to talk about that more in depth of where they all had to lip sync by themselves on the stage. Mm-hmm. There was something about that that I thought that was that was a nice little twist. And it gave each of them an opportunity to really kind of show who they were for this. Um, 
I would be very curious if World of Wonder released each of the lip syncs on their own to watch individually for reasons that I would like to talk about when we get to that part of the show. All right. And what's the one thing you How about like? you? Oh, what things I did not like? Um, I was not cra- I'm not crazy about the song. I didn't think it was one of her Lucky stronger Lucky or songs. Whitney Houston song? <clears throat> Lucky. Oh. Oh, no, the Whitney Houston girl. The Whitney Houston song. I again we will talk about the lip sync later but no i was very this feels very five years ago the all about that bass (laughs) megan trainer kind Mm -hmm. of song like that's kind of what i got from it um so it's 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 going to kind of go down for me as sort of like the like no one ever remembers the born naked video that they did like this will be one that i won't remember this this isn't like a read you wrote you or Even, like, American. I remember more about American than I think I will about this video. Yeah. Um, so for me, um, well, first I want to address something you said about how this was, you know, this is always, it, this episode's always the same. Especially since, yeah. season, ever since season nine, this episode's always the same. It's the same fucking episode. Every single time. And it's one of these, I was talking after last week's episode, so I might as well bring it now bring it up now is you know the thing with this show is that every or did i bring this up last week who knows but i'll say it again every this part of the competition is difficult for any season of the show all right Mm -hmm. because it's just there's just nothing left right so even like I think season six is a near perfect season, right? But even then, after Ben leaves, the show in terms of interesting or drama or anything worth it, it takes, takes a nosedive. Right. And, um, and, and it's, and so like even for the best of seasons, with the exception of maybe All Stars 2 and maybe season five, um, yeah. It, for the best of seasons, it's very difficult to get through this. So now take a season that's already sort of um, average at best. This yeah. is going to be a slog. I mean, I wouldn't say it's a slog, but it was like there was nothing to this episode. So yes. that actually leads to my first one. I knew I wouldn't have to write a complicated script. And mm-hmm. I didn't. <laughs> right? There wasn't much okay. to this episode. Right. Two, I mean, I guess on a human level and not recapping a television show... I enjoy that they all enjoy each other and like each other and get along and it's not mean. Okay, I'm really scraping here. The one thing I did not like, nothing matters on this show anymore. Especially this season proves it. You said that last week when we were talking about the whole, they, they, they praise Simone for one thing and then trash Olivia for the other. And that has played in my head anytime I thought about the show all week. Yeah. Much Nothing like matters. the time that you pointed out the difference in music um, <laughs> with Alaska, Alaska and somebody else <laughs> when yeah. they're trying to get it. And like, so now I hear, I listen to that kind of thing. And I actually have a comment about that a little bit later. That is one where I kept thinking, this doesn't matter. Nothing this doesn't matters. matter. Nothing matters. And because uh, I think not, don't get me wrong. I didn't think it was like the worst lip sync of all time. But in the lip sync, Candy should have gone home. The look wasn't good. The lip sync was subpar or just par, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, in another season, they would have let her go home. She would have been the Darian. 
she would have been the Darien Lake or the um who is um that happened in season eight too. I thought wasn't there someone in season eight that didn't make into the video as well? Was that Kim Chi? Not Kim uh no, uh the one that just died. Chi Chi, Chi Chi Devane. Oh yeah. Chi Chi Devane didn't make it into the video, you know? Yeah. And um and uh yeah, but nothing matters now. They're like, we're gonna have a final four. The end. And it doesn't matter. We're just going to do this episode. And someone pointed out on Reddit the audacity of this season mm-hmm. to have 16 episodes. And I didn't know this. They counted it. Six. Six, Taylor, of the 16 episodes resulted in a non-elimination. Yep. To waste our time like that. Mm-hmm. I am very much, I say it every year, and I know it makes you mad, and I'm not, it's not because I don't enjoy doing the show with you, but I am looking forward to watching as a viewer, not as a podcaster anymore after this. I, 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 I'm ready for it. Though I was so, when they announced Drag Race Down Under starting May 1st, I literally went, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. I just, I just need a break. I and just, we still haven't heard about All Stars. We haven't heard about All Star Six yet. I don't know when that All, is. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. So there's a possibility that if All Stars, usually they fold one right into the other, but that's always when it's on VH1 and it's going to be on uh, Paramount Plus now. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. But you know what's and so funny also- to show? So people think uh, um, that you know we hate the show or whatnot. We don't. I, no, we don't. I'm going to say two things. One, did you see the announcement this week about Dragula? Uh, that it's going to be on Shutter and it's a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah, and they're getting ready to cast season four. And I yeah. was legitimately excited. I was mm-hmm. like, "Oh yes, Dragula is coming back!" You know, like <laughs> so excited. And someone brought this point up. I don't remember who it was was talking to me because this is somebody obviously in the know. Because they were talking about a writer on World of Wonder named Tom Campbell. He's the one that writes all these, a lot of these sketches. And I happen to know he, 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 that's his stuff. It's his baby, sort of, right? Right. And they were saying, Tom Campbell and that whole crew needs to go. And that's Uh the thing. I was in a meeting today, by the way, a show business meeting. Because, you know, I was Tom Campbell. (laughs) Tom Campbell. I'm a mogul, right? But the meeting was about, um, Sort of how insular show business is and how um, because it just makes things easier, people in show business hire from within. Okay. And they don't have to upset the cart because there's a shorthand. You know, there's a lot of moving parts in in making a show like RuPaul's Drag Race or whatever. And uh, so, like, it's easier to hire either someone you know or someone's friend or just keep the same people because you don't have to explain things to them. And the, the, the right. discussion would happen to do more with that, but also diversity. But I think it applies to this show in that, for the most part, it's the same fucking people doing this show every year. And the problem is this show needs, at this stage fresh blood you know uh yeah. because it has grown stagnant 
And um, and I'm not even I'm going to say in a way in a, in a loving way in that I don't think it's the fault of Tom Campbell. I don't think it's the fault of Bruce McCoy. I I don't think it's any or, or, or this John Pauly. I don't think it's any of their faults. But they've been with the show too long that now they're in a vacuum and they don't know what's up and what's down. You know, right? I've worked on projects. Maybe you have too. But like this can happen with screenplays or whatever. Where at a certain point, it's no longer, the words mean nothing. They're just dots on a page. And so you need Mm -hmm. to step away from it and come back with their fresh eyes or have someone else look at it because you just don't see it anymore. And I think that's happened that world of wonder. And uh, they need fresh blood who have a fresh, I mean, you know, I'll use a more general example. I think that's sort of the problem with SNL. I uh-huh. think once you bring once Lorne Michaels either dies or gives it up, there might be a few couple clunky years, but I think the show will get new life once it's not Lorne Michaels' baby anymore. You know, but right now it's look at think about SNL. SNL is stale and stagnant, and there's nothing anyone can do about it. Right, right. I I agree with you. I think that having somebody, and you're also dealing with. You know, when when you have the clunky jokes, when you have the dad jokes and that sort of thing that Rue thinks is funny, mm-hmm. you know, it, you know, Rue strikes me as somebody that she doesn't do well with change. Mm-hmm. So that that that's the other uphill struggle with this is that we're not going to necessarily have somebody that's really like, yeah, let's completely mix things up and let's totally try something. It, it's going to be where it's going to be pulled kicking and screaming. You know, I think that the little changes that they did this season with the beginning of it and the twists and that sort of thing, I think that was about as much as you're going to get. You're going to get some twists, but because also, you know, and I, I agree with you because I've said forever, these girls, when they come in, they know there's going to be a snatch game. They know they're going to have to bring two outfits for a for a makeover challenge. They know that there's going to be a, you know, they, they can prepare for things. And they talk about, you know, well, if you make it to Snatch Game, then you are set sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Mix it up. Yeah. Make it where Snatch Game is like the the top four yeah. <laughs> or or something something just completely crazy and completely different because then it mixes it up, up for us too. Well, no, I think that's why, you know, one of the things you've heard about on the message boards and whatever is like, oh, you know – it was really sad for this season to be airing at the same time as Drag Race UK because many people can. Cons- I don't know if you think this, but many people consider Drag Race UK season two to be one of the best seasons of the show ever. But one of the uh, things it was a good season. I don't know; it's one of the best ones ever. No. But it was I enjoyed Drag Race UK, but Drag Race UK felt like a like a meal. This feels like a buffet. Like this feels like like the one of these that you're not allowed to leave until you try everything on the but like that's it's, true. It's, it's just so much. That's true, but also look, you're probably hearing that from UK people as we know UK people. Yeah. The other thing too <laughs> is well the point I was making is is there's a rule in the UK uh that you can only bring over so many Americans. They have to hire a certain percentage of British people. I think it's a pretty high percentage. I think I think that's why Delta initially couldn't go over. Right? Okay. Um and so um uh and so that's probably what's happened is they've brought in British producers by by it, we've been forced to to bring in fresh blood and why the show feels fresher. 
is because there are other people working on that show. Yeah. You know? Um, all right. Well, let's move on. After Olivia's elimination, Candy erases Olivia's mirror message. The girls wonder how the next episode will shake out and then congratulate themselves for making it all the way to the end. The next day, Rosé plans to invest her money back in her drag while Candy announces she's going to buy a boat. For this week's Maxi Challenge, the queens will write and record lyrics for RuPaul's new song, Lucky. In the workroom, Rosé announces she is a rapper. Got Mick is too happy to write a pitch track. Candy wonders if her track record will prevent her from making it to the grand finale. And uh, now we're going to hear from Taylor, who's going to tell us what he thought about all those moments from the show. Okay, so I guess the first thing would be, uh, did you get the reference, Olivia's reference on the um, mirror? I didn't I didn't pay attention to what Believe it was. in yourself as I believe in you, what that's from? No, that's what is That's a quote. It? It's from The Wiz. Anything that's 70s or 80s. <laughs> Taylor jumps. That's all my over. wheelhouse. I love that stuff. But, Didn't but Carson make an '80s reference today on the main stage or during deliberations? I was like, "Oh, Taylor's all over this shit." He might have. I don't know. Yeah. I did it. Okay, much like you with the whole "nothing matters" on the show. Now, anytime Carson talks, I think about what Jay Ellis said about whenever she asked, whenever Rue asks him a question when she first comes out, he always tries to make it as filthy as possible, no matter yeah. what it is. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I listen for now. Is just him being just uh, this completely gross old queen. Yeah. Um. I was concerned for Rosé because of the first act because it felt like they were telegraphing the whole, I've never had to lip sync before. I'm not going anywhere. I've got this down pat. And I was like, Oh God, this isn't good. But don't you know, no one goes home since season 10, you know, even since season nine, they only had three. They only had three last year, but that was because Sherry got, there were four, but Sherry got canned. Oh, that is right. Okay. Well, I know, but I, I guess because last year, see, I've already forgotten about Sherry Pie. Yeah. So I, I guess I thought I wasn't sure going into this one who who else could go home but Candy. Yeah. Because of all of them with the track records, if they're going by track records, then it would have been Candy would have been the one that went home. Mm-hmm. Um. But th- so so that was sort of my like oh that's that's not necessarily good. Uh, I have a question for you. What would you do with a hundred thousand dollars? Would you buy a boat or would you? No. Well, if you if you got a hundred thousand dollars as a cash prize for yeah. something. I'm being serious here. I, th- I thought about that when they asked that question. Oh, I mm-hmm. think it also came up on, strangely, I think it came up on the Reddit today. Is that really weird? There was a question like this asked on Reddit. And um, I think what I would legitimately do is pay off all my bills. Uh-huh. But I actually don't have a lot of bills. I'd probably, with my car and credit cards... Maybe, maybe I could be. I'm overshooting at fifteen thousand, right? Uh-huh. Well, half of that's going to taxes, you know. So that that leaves me thirty five thousand dollars. I'll be honest with you. Just probably put it in very safe stocks or something. Okay, but I'm old. Yeah, I you you and I are kind of in the same place. My my first thought is student loans. I would get rid of my student loans. Um. And then uh, what, honestly, if I, if, so if I was given the actual hundred thousand, if they actually gave me a cash prize of like 135 or whatever, so it yeah. equaled out, equaled out to a lot of zeros on the check, my student loans and what I have left to pay on this house, uh-huh. uh, w- when all of that is paid off, I would just go on a really nice vacation after that. So pay off my house, pay off my student loans, and then be where I am. I go on a on a very nice Disney cruise with some of my closest friends. And before you ask, yes, you would be invited to go on that. 
I'm not, I can't busy. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, a couple of things. But going back to what you said, why would anyone want a boat? I mean, no. there's someone needs to tell Candy. There, I'm going to say a, fra- a saying right now that is so trite and so famous. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm like chair squeaking. Oh, sorry. There's there's a saying that's so trite, so hacky, so famous that I know I'm not teaching anyone a phrase, but I don't think Candy's heard it. Are mm. the two best days when you own a boat are the day you buy it and the day you sell it? Yes. You know, like. I don't know anyone who enjoys owning a boat. Well, Maybe. I live in Florida on mm-hmm. the water, yeah. and I have had friends and, like, friends' dads and yeah. stuff that have owned boats. And there have been the occasional day of where I have had to go on the boat, you know, because I have to be impressed that we're on a boat. Yeah. And I am bored. So bored. I am anxious mm-hmm. because at some point we end up to where I can't see. It's one thing to be on a cruise ship. Yeah, it's another thing to be out on a little dinky boat, and you can't see land. Yeah, and that is terrifying to someone who is terrified of sharks. So mm-hmm. that is something where I eventually, inevitably, I want to go down into like you know below deck, and or go into like you know the the area where you can sit. And everybody says not to do that because it makes you nauseous. And I do it anyway, and I inevitably get nauseous. My co-host on uh, Pot is My Co-Pilot says, I don't want to be on a boat unless someone has handed me a bacon-wrapped shrimp, Mm -hmm. meaning a cruise ship. So, yeah, no, the idea of a boat does not appeal to me at all. Yeah. Uh, What I don't understand is I went to Hawaii, and my parents made me – my brother – my parents – when my dad retired, paid for all of us to go to Hawaii. And one of Uh the excursions they made us go on was an excursion they actually did when they were in a cruise in Hawaii – where we went on a boat, and the boat went all the way out where you couldn't see land, and then the guy was like, okay, everyone, just jump in the ocean and swim. And I was like, no, <laughs> I'm not going to do that. I sat in the boat. Yeah, no. Nope. Why on earth nope. would I get in the water? I don't. I would never do that. No. Like the tropical Pacific waters. Yeah. Like that's where Godzilla lives. No. 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 Absolutely not. No. Um. Interesting. I was hoping maybe for puppets. There were again another season of no puppets. No puppets. No puppets. Everybody loves puppets. Everybody loves puppets. Yeah. Um, RuPaul. I have a question. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. No, no please. No, 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 please. No, please. By all means. <laughs> Why do you think they didn't do What's the Tea interviews this time? They did the Inside Drag Race. I have it on here. I think it's because it's official. The podcast is dead. You know they haven't oh. released a they haven't released a new episode since right before the pandemic or around the pandemic. They released really? the one that they ha- yeah they released the one that they had in the can and that's been it. Oh, so well, either we'll talk about a way to bring it back. Of course, then you've got where suddenly they bring it back for four episodes or whatever, and then it goes away again. So okay, what's funny is they never really air those episodes. They'll have the queens on, but they don't ever air the episodes they supposedly record. It's super weird. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, because you can tell because the, the the microphones are never plugged in. Yeah. Well, also too, it would be a five minute. I'm like, well, we only have like fifteen minutes worth of show. Um, I don't think one they want to reveal that. Um, there's a part where um, uh, well, RuPaul announces the maxi challenge, and they act so surprised that they're going to be doing a verse in a RuPaul song. I'm like, 
<laughs> this is the millionth time that they've done this. And for some reason, and this this is just sort of something throughout the episode this mm-hmm. week, but particularly in that Gottmik was super extra. Super extra with the excitement and stuff. Well, I know that we've talked about that they all do the weird faces and what that must look like to RuPaul when she's talking to all of them and they do the, okay, do the faces where you're surprised or you're listening or you're, you're, you're turning your head, but you're looking at her for that. Yeah. You know, they almost look like crazy people, but that in particular, Gottmik was real. Gottmik was like annoying to look at. I think they had a Gottmik. There's so few people there. I'd tell Gottmik to be extra because it's not yeah. Rose and Simone. You're not going to them for emotion. Right. <laughs> um, and then the part where Gottmik says like, I love Jamal Sims. I'm like, yeah, Jamal Sims is rad. As he proves this episode, Jamal Sims yes. is Drag Race treasure. Jamal Sims, and uh, one more thing: we didn't see Todrick at all this oh, season. God. Well, probably because of the fucking. You know, you're afraid of a disease. The last person you're going to invite is Todrick Hall. <laughs> it's you, the one good thing that came out of coronavirus. Did you know that we didn't have Nami, to deal with Todrick Hall? Nami Harder, Patreon legend, Nami Harder. He of Nami's mm-hmm. Correction Corner. <laughs> He made a, Please make that a segment. It is He's a segment. Music. <laughs> Where is it a segment? I don't know. In one of the shows, it's a segment. Okay. Um, but uh, Nami, he of Nami's Correction Corner made a bingo card. Maybe someone will post it in the Discord. Um, uh-huh. he, he made a bingo card uh, of all the things I would go on a rant about. And I know that um, Todrick's on there. He, There's Todrick. Yeah, he had, Marys. He, he had nine on there. Okay, there's Todrick, Hamburger Marys, Dustin Lance Black. Mm-hmm. God, there's the only three that I could think of off the top of my head. Maybe someone will post it, and then, and then you'll yeah. They had they came up with nine. Okay. Um, so this is here we go. Here's Nami's correction corner. Okay. It's time for Nami's correction corner. You know what's so funny is. You only really see this on, um, oh, on, um, uh, Discord, but sometimes he corrects me on me. <laughs> like, there was one time where, um, I posted on the feed because, you know, Drag Race UK is gone. So I, uh-huh. I continued our season five where we left off, our season five recap. And uh-huh. he goes in the, in the Discord. I think Joe made a mistake. And I was like, no, I didn't make a mistake. I know what I'm doing. Yeah. Nami's mm-hmm. correction corner. Now, I'm, I'm sure, and I'm sure here's what happened. I'm sure that's not exactly what he said word for word. And now there will be a correction. There'll be a correction of the correction corner? The, the, uh, a correction. He'll be a copy of what I, it, it, hold on, let me bring that. Um, that's not what I actually said. I actually said this. He'll put a screenshot of it, and it's a whole he thing. He just wrote in the thing. I just asked if it was intentional. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, Nami. And I'm not looking at the Nami, comments. Nami, Nami. I don't look at the comments during the show. I, I just know this Nami harder so well. Uh, so is not, is, so I'm assuming Nami is on the bingo card? I don't know. Nami should put his own name on the bingo card. <laughs> He should be the free space in the middle. No, I don't know. Did someone post in it what it is? I no, we haven't seen it yet. Oh, I'm surprised Nami hasn't posted, posted it, it yet. So um, somebody, somebody post it because I want to see it. Yeah. Uh, I love how humble Pie said earlier she couldn't be here, and that she messaged me on Discord. 
Anyway, <laughs> anyway, so um, Rosé's hot, by the way, is one of the things I wanted to say. Oh, okay. So, so he- here are the um, – Oh, you got here it. Here is on the bingo card. We yeah. have Dustin Lance Black. Sure. We have Soju. Oh, that's right. Mm-hmm. We have Hamburger Mary's. Yeah. Johnny McGovern. I don't know if I've ever heard you go on a rant about I don't know Johnny that I've McGovern. really done a Johnny McGovern rant, but okay. James Corden. Oh, I hate this James Corden. Candy Muse. Oh. Eliza Schlesinger. Oh, which I have horrible human being. I have heard you do rants about her. Okay. Horrible Todrick human being. Todrick Hall. Uh-huh. And this Ellen DeGeneres. Oh, she's another nightmare. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's somebody, I was talking to somebody recently, and I went on a rant about somebody or something, and they go, you've never done this in the show. I go, it's just never come up on the show. I don't remember what it is, but I, if I, I should have written it down. There is, There are a couple other ones. Just, they just haven't made it on the show yet. Um, all right. On the main stage, the girls get uh, to spend some more time with RuPaul and Michelle Visage. Gottmik cracks Ru and Michelle up. Rosé discusses her Broadway dreams. Candy always knew she'd be top four. And Simone reveals the secrets of her beautiful skin. Taylor, you were just talking about this. It's called Inside Drag Race now. Any any thoughts on uh, on that segment? I thought that each of them were very different. Mm-hmm. I thought each of the interviews were very, very different. Um I thought Got Mix was fun. It was clear Rue Rue was having a good time mm-hmm. with her, mm-hmm. and that she she seemed to be Got Mix seemed to be genuinely enjoying herself. So I think she was yeah. just excited to be sitting there. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> Rose's was very cerebral, mm-hmm. and it was very polished. Where that one felt like the interview portion of a uh, a pageant mm-hmm. to me. Mm-hmm. Like the way that she was talking was when you when you compared it to Got Mix, it just felt very different. Plus, also was the use was the phrase "joie de vie." Joie de vie, isn't it? Je ne sais quoi. Isn't that the one the word the phrasing that they were trying to come up with? With je ne sais quoi, is, I don't know. Like I don't know. Uh, I think it's I don't know. Hold on, computer, translate je ne sais quoi. Wait, I mess it up. Sorry. I don't know that, but I do have a skill you might like. Okay. It's called oh, God. Okay. 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 All right. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, Can so someone tell I, what je ne sais quoi means? Yeah. They're, I think people are typing it in the chat room. But um, I thought that the as far as with uh, continuing with Rosé, the Jan question was kind of a shitty thing to say. With mm-hmm. the you made it further than Jan did. I'm like, I can imagine Jan just sort of sitting, watching the show. Yeah, you know, being mm-hmm. giving, giving a little bit of a look there. She probably had a jantrum. Um, <laughs> a jantrum. Yeah, she, she had a jantrum right there. I will say this: something that I I did not expect to see, and this is actually something over the course of this episode, I found Candy to be the most real that she had been the entire season, mm-hmm. and she was. Dare I say it likable during her interview? How dare you? I did not have the I did not have the visceral reaction to her that I've had several times during the season. Mm-hmm. I thought that she was I thought that she was definitely kind of at this point, you're sort of at the finish line. Yeah. So she was just she seems a little bit more authentic than maybe she has done. And if anything, that is a storyline that I kind of called from the beginning as far as that it's been this overarching storyline mm-hmm. arc as far as to the humbling of Candace Muse. Yeah. And I feel like we had finally to some degree gotten there by the by the end. So je ne sais quoi is a noun that means a quality that cannot be described or named easily. Oh, okay. So I feel like that is kind of 
what they were trying the the phrase they were trying to use, but instead they said Javadavi. Um, as far as Simone's goes, that was the closest that we ever got into RuPaul therapy. As far as the whole inner saboteur and the you know allow your shyness to you know get, break break the shackles of shyness and mm-hmm. and all that sort of stuff. That was that was like the, my least favorite of the four of the interviews. What about you? What did you think about all these? One Scott Mick. I'm guessing because she said her boy name is Cade. Do you think she meant Cade Maddox? That was who I thought. Yeah. Oh my god! <laughs> and then I was, I wrote that down. I go. What a pathetic fucking middle-aged gay man I am. <laughs> and that was my second thought, too. The, yeah. the fact that I know that it's probably yeah. Gabe Maddox. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's so sad. Um, I think there's a Caden Corbin Fisher in old Corbin Fisher videos, too. Oh, really? Yeah. Who's ever talked to – who talks about Corbin Fisher anymore? Old Nobody mentions them. Gary from Portland. Um <laughs> Don't you That's remember a Pride when Pride 48 joke for anybody okay. who listens to Pride 48? Yeah, this is a very obscure Pride 48 joke. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, it's, it's Taylor's home network. He doesn't consider himself part of Afterthought Media. All right. <laughs> and uh, so Taylor's part of this thing called Pride 48, and there's a listener named Gary from Portland. Well, he used yes. to be Gary from Albuquerque, then it was Gary from Phoenix, and now it's Gary from Portland. Yes. And uh, he loves porn, right? Old man. And when we yes. were in Vegas one year, he kept saying that he – I think he actually went, that he got a tour of the Corbin Fisher Studios or something. Yes. And you would have thought it was like a six-year-old being able to take it into Disney World by himself. Yeah. It was – Like Walt Disney gave a tour. So – where yeah. he, he emailed like Corbin Fisher <laughs> and, yeah. and he talks with a very low southern drawl. Yeah, yeah. And he's this just he's, – he's, just, he's this very – kind dirty old man that's yeah. the only way to describe yeah. him so he apparently reached out to the corp if it could i take a tour of the studio and they took they let him they gave him a tour i guess yeah i guess you can just call it. and they give you a tour I mean, who knew uh i also she mentioned that she grew up i think in arizona or something like that or new mexico arkansas Ark- no 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 got mick uh Gottmik, yes um i thought she grew up in l.a but this is what I get for not doing my research and just relying on people on Discord. Well, I think she lives in LA now, but she grew up in Phoenix. Though, though she's very, she's young. Yeah, I mean, she's not very old. So, by the way, they were laughing at this Gottmik, yucking it up. She's she's not that funny. They th- this gay community fi- they they freaked through Paul fucking out. Like she was yeah. so freaked the fuck out, and now she's just like. <laughs> <laughs> You know, like, <laughs> please don't cancel me. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, got me. Sorry, you know. Uh, anyway, Rose, I didn't realize she came to to the U.S. from Scotland so late. She has like no trace of an accent, and the brother doesn't either. They keep talking about this brother. Where was the brother? I didn't see the brother. Where was he? He was on Untucked. He was he was uh, oh. he was one of the two videos. Simone oh. got a video and Rose because I guess they figure well this is the last chance they're going to have to show these. So. Oh, you know what's so sad? I'm such a fat pig. I'm going to eat dinner during a tuck. That's probably when I went downstairs to go um, reheat the old pizza that I had for dinner. Oh. But everyone I saw on Reddit was thirsty over the brother. Is the brother hot? He was okay. Oh, he was okay. I think I think Rose is cuter than. Um, the brother on candy she says one thing i know is i earned my spot in the top four i'm like did you uh yeah uh, i don't know about that candy right your mention- character earned her spot on the top four i don't know the, candy no, earned her the spot other cast being so boring earned her top <laughs> in the stop spot in the top four simone and i and i'll and i'm gonna say something else later about this 
she's doing all the right things to win, right? And so she was just boring enough to win the whole fucking thing, you know? <laughs> so there you go on that. Um, all right. Maxi challenge rehearsal. 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 Simone works to get her moves down. Gottmik struggles to pop her booty. Candy pops her pussy. And Rosé succeeds and nails down traditional dance moves but struggles to loosen up. Your thoughts on this whole Jamal Sims rehearsal? I It's the same thing I say every time we have a Jamal Sims rehearsal. It is refreshing to see someone who wants to see these girls succeed and finds a way to support them. Yeah. To find what works for that what works best for them mm-hmm. and then enhance that versus restricting mm-hmm. girls into a choreography that she feels everyone should be able to do. Yeah. She I, who will I, not be named again. Just, yeah. Hodrick Tall. You know, I just uh <laughs> I just wrote Jamal Sims is so talented. That's all I wrote. Mm-hmm. So good. Like did, did, like the way he handled this Gottmik, who he obviously she's not the best dancer, right? Which is fine. Uh-huh. And he said, you know, and the way he, it wasn't like talking down to her. It was like, you know, instead of doing the counting, why don't you do the lyrics? That's what, that's what your strength is, is to dance to the lyrics, not to the numbers or whatever. And I was like, oh, what a smart way. This is what a real, and I'm not even being funny. This is what a real pro does. Now, some people might say, well, well, Todrick Hall's a great choreographer. No, he's not. He may be a great dancer and he may be uh-huh. come up with great, um moves right yeah in terms of actually being a working choreographer who knows how to teach the moves and an instructor Uh and a professional to non-dancers to non-dancers jamal sims so talented so so talented you know what i'm gonna take a break right here when we come back to you we're gonna talk about elimination day and the rest of the show It's harder to do at night, you know? It doesn't come as naturally at night. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's elimination day and Candy prances around and got Mick's silly wig. Rosé grew over the course of the season. Candy has shown her more vulnerable side. Got Mick plans to become a comedian. And finally, Simone learns to love herself. Again, these episodes, I'm not blaming this, these, this cast or anything like that. This is the way the Elimination Day is always on these episodes. Any big uh-huh. thoughts on this Elimination Day uh, conversation? Uh, I wrote down just the last mirror moments, and then I proceeded to not write anything down at all. Mm-hmm. I think that you've got the... This, this feels very much in some ways like the last day of school. Mm-hmm. Where you've got the um, the one kid who wants to talk about all of the memories and the other kid who's just super excited about being the last day of school. Mm-hmm. And then the kid who's very sad that it's the end of school and they realize how far they've come. Yeah. It it just definitely had that kind of vibe to it. Um, and it was it – was, Simone said something during this that I thought, okay, well, at the very least, you're, you're top two. <laughs> okay, I want to do a, a challenge. First person to say, "Why did I play that song? What is it in reference to?" Let's see what happened to this. Oh, some people are typing. Oh, really? We see a couple of people. 
Yeah. Breakfast oh. Club, Luke got it first, yep. Yes. Yeah, because Taylor's described the different people, which is kind of how the Breakfast Club ends. It's what uh, You know what, here's, okay, here's the deal, before you say anything, think to yourself in your head, does Taylor know the final, not the whole speech, but the description of each of the people in the Breakfast Club? <laughs> well, I think Taylor already tipped the scales here. Okay. I, yeah, I don't know the speech. I don't know the speech, but I can tell you the... Um, I can tell you who the, 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 the archetypes when they how they describe themselves. Go, where are they? Oh, wait a second. Can I? Okay, so it's the nerd, the jock, the basket head, the case, the princess. Oh, shit. The rebel? I don't know. The re- Is it the rebel? I don't know. Oh, God. Now I got to look that up. I don't know. Mere moment, last day of school. That's the analogy that I had watching it. <laughs> you know what's so funny? And I'm, I don't yeah. know if I've told this story in some other show before. I think I told it in Catching Up when it happened. But I was driving to um, buy something. I don't remember what it was in Malibu in a small strip mall. Uh-huh. Okay. And I... Uh, I got it wrong. What was it? <laughs> It's the brain, an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal. Oh. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we had to sacrifice a whole Saturday in detention for whatever it was that we did wrong. And what we did was wrong. But we think you're crazy to make us write this essay telling you who we think we are. What do you care? You see what you want to see in us in the simplest terms and in the most convenient definitions. You see us as a brain an athlete, a basket case, a princess, and a criminal. Correct? That's the way we saw each other at 7 o'clock this morning. We were brainwashed. Oh, it's it's a YouTube video, so I, I don't have the rest of it, but that's the beginning part. <laughs> it's so funny because Luke resigned the other day. And what's funny is he described himself using all of those adjectives. <laughs> Dear Mr. Patats, yeah. I'm the brain, the princess, the basket Riven case. Uh, I would buy it if they showed that movie and at the end. It, it ended in a snow globe and Luke's holding the snow globe. Oh, that's another obscure 80s reference. Uh, Do you get that Does one? anybody get that 80s Yeah, reference? that anybody get that 80s reference. Hint to anyone in Catching Up, Joe had dinner with that person. Um, the, the person who holds the snow The person globe. who holds the snow globe. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, what I was going to tell you is one time I was, because uh, I used to have, especially from Breakfast Club, the biggest crush on this Emilio Estevez, right? He was hot. Yeah. So one time I'm in Malibu and I'm driving... And I'm, and I, it, the Malibu was so dangerous on Pacific Coast Highway. So like, I made a really fast turn into the, cause the cars were just speeding behind me. Fast mm-hmm. turn to the strip mall. And this old man like stopped. He wasn't me, but he did the thing where you go like, well, after you, you know, for the car. <laughs> and I was like, whatever. And then I go 
into where I was buying something. I really don't remember what it was. And I'm talking to the guy. And then the guy next, a guy next door comes in. He goes, that's it. I can't take it anymore. I can't take it anymore. I, I had to, I had to come over here. That, that man, that man, I, I can't serve him. Right? I can't. Right? He's just, I can't. And they go, and then the, the other guy seems to know this has been an ongoing problem. Mm-hmm. Right? And, um, oh, a girl got it that it was a St. Elsewhere yes. reference. So, um, so he goes, I, I don't know how it came up. He goes, oh, Martin Sheen. Right? And then I look outside <laughs> and I see that the old man that had let me in was Martin Sheen, right? Uh-huh. And he goes, yeah, he already called someone to come pick him up, blah, 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 blah. And then I see this huge, like, Escalade come in and park. And I see this old, frumpy, I'm not even joking, Taylor. Like, like, look at me right now, right? Like, but uh-huh. imagine me with, like, glasses and, like, this and talking to Martin Sheen. And I look and I realize it's Emilio Estevez. Uh-huh. And I was like, oh. Well, how long ago was this? Maybe like th- four or five years ago. Well, how old is Emilio Estevez now? Estevez now. Let me see here. Computer, how old is Emilio Estevez? Emilio Estevez is 58 years old. <gasps> 58? 58? Oh, my God. Wow. Wow. Well, no wonder he's a frumpy old man. He is, in fact, a frumpy he old man. He is, in fact, a frumpy old man. Yeah. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Um, what okay. were we talking about? <laughs> we were talking about Elimination Day. Oh, RuPaul's Drag Race. That's yeah. right. That's right. That's what we were talking about. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, now, Taylor, let's actually talk now about um, the Maxi Challenge, the Lucky video. Did you have any big thoughts on it? I don't like it um okay <laughs> i i didn't i didn't like the song mm-hmm. i don't like how the, i know that this year they have to do it a little bit different mm-hmm. but i liked the way they used to do the videos where there was like i i think of like season four like the videos that matthew anderson directed mm-hmm. where there was like a storyline or there was where rue was involved like rue wasn't really involved in this other than she lip synced the song in the same outfit that she does all of the intros to the episodes in and it like there seems it seems very low budget anymore the way that they do them yeah um well it's so funny is yeah if you think of the most iconic of this generation of it was done on this on the main stage and it was uh reggie wrote you yeah you know the only one that was a little fancier and i will give todrick all his due was kitty girl but it was still done on the set Mm-hmm. You know, but a lot of it was done behind this. I mean, the the last thing was I'm not saying to go like on location someplace. Yeah. But I mean, even if it's where they use like, you know, you think about the uh, Glamazon video mm-hmm. where there are all the monsters trashing the city or even the um, the the beginning episode mm-hmm. from season five where they're all in the courtroom. Well, no, the most iconic one is to see that walk. Yeah, Sissy, Sissy That Walk has got the highest production value, I think, yeah. of any of them. Yeah. And this one is feels like a fraction of that. Yeah. 
The one that they did looked really sharp, and I appreciated what they did and how they did it in terms of... But it's just like, it lacked any sort of soul or life. So was mm-hmm. for so for me the song lacked soul. Uh, the production values were sharp, but it lacked soul. Yeah, the dance moves were on point for the the notice that they really highlighted the girls that could dance and then sort of muddied the waters with the ones who couldn't, which is clever of them. But mm-hmm. as a result, it just it just lacked. It just didn't lack. It just lacked. It just lacked. Yeah, you yeah. know. And um, what's funny is they should just, and they have the money and whatnot, they have to break away from the we're always promoting RuPaul stuff. So why not, you know, do a, a, a song that we know that'd be really badass to do? You know, like they're like Toxic. I was making this up, right? Uh-huh. And they do a new video for Toxic and they have to write verses and stuff like that. And I'm sure they could work out that whole thing there but because um, it's because it's rupaul's world and we all just live in it true she has a new single that she she especially where i mean she's going to release this this single that if it's not already out tonight it'll be out tomorrow mm-hmm. and everybody all of got fans will want it because it's got got in it or people that love mm-hmm. simone or the one guy that loves candy they he'll, they'll get it because they want to hear their favorite queens whereas mm-hmm. i wouldn't normally buy this song i wouldn't normally get this song I just listened uh, at the gym today, the You Wear It Well version from Canada Drag Race with Priyanka mm-hmm. and stuff. I forgot that I had downloaded that off of Apple Music. Yeah. So, and at the beginning, I, like, it was one of these where I had to actually think, though, I'm like, I know Priyanka won that season. Who were the other two people? Like, I had to think about it, like, before the, before they came on and started Spoiler alert. So, oh, sorry. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. So, I don't really have... It's you know the the vid, the music video uh, it embodies my opinion of this entire season. It wasn't horrible. I just have no opinion on it. It was fluff, pure fluff. Yeah, plain and simple. I thought Got Mix was the best, but Rosé's. I actually liked Rosé's the least. It was as memorable as a fart in the wind, Taylor. That's kind of how I feel <laughs> about the season and everything. Now, Taylor. On that note, did you get everything you want to say about the music video? Yes. It's time for the looks. The looks. Uh, okay. Category is drag excellence. Drag excellence. Yeah. And the first one out is Gottmik, mm-hmm. who came out in a white long gown that had black polka dots that sure. extended up into the face and hair. Mm-hmm. I thought it was a great concept. I was not crazy about the execution of the outfit. Mm-hmm. I thought that it was... It looked a little cheap. And I think that if the wig had been black with white polka dots in it, mm-hmm. it would have been, it would have made more sense to me. I get mm-hmm. that we were going for like a white column with black polka dots, but not, not my favorite. Um, for candy, I wrote great wig. That's it. Mm-hmm. I thought the outfit was, it was constructed beautifully, but mm-hmm. the weird color scheme in it and it just was not it, it i feel like there's some she could have done something really out of the box that would have wowed everybody at this yeah. just she kind of described it as you know it's a i'm a hoe like everything yeah. has to go back to hooker bitch and that's yeah bitch um rose came out in a tartan gown with lace gloves i thought she looked beautiful i thought it was a great elegant look that speak spoke to who rose is mm-hmm. um and then Simone came out in that iridescent gown with the huge sleeves and 
with the blonde cornrows and i just thought it just i just wrote yes in it just absolutely stunning 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 look from simone a great cap to the end of it of a great simone was so great with fashion and with looks all season this was like a perfect cap to her season as far as her her um fashion story goes all right and those are the looks yep all right, on the main stage, everyone gets raving critiques. RuPaul brings back her fake cry. Everyone talks to their younger selves. In the end, all four queens duped it out in a lip-sync battle for their lives. In a twist, they each sang the song one at a time. The song? I Learned from the Best by Whitney Houston. In the end, all four queens move forward to the grand finale of RuPaul's Drag Race, season 13. Taylor Lotte, I know you have no final thoughts, so we'll just move right to the conclusion. No, no, just kidding. I know you said you had a lot of thoughts on this lip sync. Okay. One thing that I thought was weird mm-hmm. was the whole don't read the comment section. Oh, I love that, that comment. A, that was a very odd – I mean, I get given you know the fervor on Twitter and stuff like that. But for her to say something – for her to say something like that I thought was very odd and in and, and, and a very odd place in the season uh-huh. too. Do you have any thoughts on that? Or yeah, no, I think RuPaul is one hundred percent right. You do not ever do not ever read the comments, and that goes for me. I don't read uh-huh. the comments, good and bad, because you know, if you believe the good, you have to believe the bad. You know, yeah. And so I just don't look at them at all because they really hurt my feeling. That one might think, you know, my friend Carlo from Germany was telling me that he was listening with his boyfriend, right? His boyfriend doesn't really listen to the show, but they were listening together on a train trip or something. And I know the boyfriend, Philip, right? Uh-huh. And that Philip said to Carlo, all they do is complain about the show. I'm like, yeah. Now I go, look, here's the deal. Is when I call balls and strikes... When there's something I like, then I say it. But for the most part, you know, d- d- and so then anyway, so then whatever. I said, yeah, well, this season is when it's good, it's good. When it's bad, it's bad. But then I saw this quote somewhere, maybe on Instagram or Twitter from Jerry Seinfeld. That said, comedy is just complaining in a funny way. And I said, you know what it is? And what did I tell you, Taylor, that this season was that for moving forward? That I now see this as a comedy show about RuPaul's Drag Race, you know? And look, I said I love this Jamal Sims, right? I like this, but this season hasn't given us, it's given us some, it, I will say it hasn't given us anything to hate, but it hasn't really given, well, Candy, uh, hold on for, I, I, for, I think you're on mute, Taylor, but we, we, yeah, but we do have this. Yeah! I hate candy. I hate candy. Yeah! Okay, what were you saying? I was going to say, you literally wrote a song. (laughs) Wrote a song about how much you hate Candy Muse, but... Yeah, but so the point is that... um, I'm just going to call it as I see it, and this show has... It's it's given us a lot of comedy, you know, but uh, but we've called... I think we've been very fair and called out when things when I they, think, when they yeah go. we've ta- we've talked about that you know the episodes are are it's, it's a fun episode or it's a yeah. light episode yeah. or i don't think i haven't i don't think i've hated any of the episodes 
I might have not liked one of the episodes. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, considering that there have been 85 episodes this season, I think that we've done pretty well. Uh, people have people privately have come to me, people I know in my private life, and which is very annoying because they say, what do you think of RuPaul's Drag Race? And I literally tell them, my business is talking about RuPaul's Drag Race. You can go anywhere you download podcasts and listen to this show about it. Do not come to me and ask me what my opinion of it is. Anyway. Somebody needs to add that to the bingo card, please. Yeah, it's true. They do. But in talking about it, I said, listen, here's a deal. If I was just viewing the show, I'd be like, meh. And then if bars, if gay bars were open, it probably would have been fun to go and watch at a gay bar and then not ever think about it again. But as a person who has to recap the show, yeah, no, yeah. It, it hasn't been fun. Um, but you're watching with a different set of yes. eyes than the yes. average viewer is. Yes. Now, I will say, going back to the read, don't read the comments. And I also, because they're like, well, you're complaining and then you're bringing negativity. I am saying right now, if you are a drag queen who has not been on RuPaul's Drag Race yet, do, then this, look, for instance, my friend Brett Baxley slash Jimmy Anti. Uh-huh. I'm telling you right now, do not listen to the season that you're on. <laughs> like, do not listen to this show if you are currently on the show. Yeah. You know? So, uh, landlubbers yeah. beware. <laughs> um, so, how long do you think it is... How long before Michelle realized that Rue was totally stealing her baby got Mick <laughs> joke? Oh, yeah. Where that became... Where, where Rue is going to convince everybody that, you know, he came up with that. Kind of thing, even though it was on camera that she said that, and then it's it just where all of a sudden that became a thing where he tried jamming that in so many times in the last few minutes of the show, it was a little silly. Yeah, well, look, I also don't think it's that funny of a joke. It's not that. No, original. it's not that funny of a joke, but it's it is what it is. It's not that original. So the fake crying. Let's talk about it. I'm glad that you brought it up because yeah. you know we as gay people we get to choose our family. Yeah. Um, I I don't get it i don't get why she thinks anybody is buying it and it was really bad this year it, it was, was really, really bad. bad because she would do the she'd be like i'm so proud of you by the way i really love that outfit but your parents must have been but that hair girl i'm like how are you going in and out of it <laughs> like no one, no one, no one cries like that, and then immediately changes their tone. And and maybe if you do, you have like a sniffle. You, no, right? It's immediately right. jumping no, back and no forth. Water in the eyes. No, no nothing. No, no need to reapply mascara. Nothing. No, it, it, everything about it was just. It was gross. It was gross. It was gross. It was. So. She, she should be on that psychopathy video. <laughs> Oh, no one knows what we're talking about. Uh, Patreon.com slash Afterthought Media if you want to know what we're talking about. Right. But you know, um, you know what? But Taylor, going back, hold on for a second. Don't you remember when RuPaul was on Hello, uh, Hello Uglies on um, <laughs> Fresh Air with Terry Gross? And uh-huh. she told that story about how she was in her apartment in the 80s and saw a guy like fall off a boat and start drowning. And she uh-huh. thought, oh, I, do you remember the story? I should call the police. Yes. And then she she picked up the phone to call the police, and she went, "No, I should just pray for them." Or wasn't this something story like that? Something she, like that. I should just w- wish him good luck or yeah. something. 
<laughs> something that's weird no like different that. we talked about a, a psychopathic lawyer on the show who did the same thing with the possum in the pool right I, you're right you're yeah. absolutely right yeah 100 percent um uh, okay yeah so the fake tears are ridiculous what else did you have so the question um the, the question that i hate every mm-hmm. that most of us hate as far as the what would you say to little i thought that the way that rue handled it with Gottmik was very respectful mm-hmm. and was very much of the we asked making sure so that there was no blowback from yeah. anybody we talked to our lawyers <laughs> we we asked your permission yeah to show this picture mm-hmm. so um and uh i thought that that was a a good way to handle that i didn't say say uh the the dead name or mm-hmm. anything of that sort so i thought that that well, was well did you notice well, yeah, they didn't say it for any of them yes okay, what no, would and you I say to your too. blank year old self yes mm-hmm. yes which i which was also a nice way of not making gotmix stand out from the other from the other yeah. three so mm-hmm. i thought that that was a very inclusive that was somebody's mm-hmm. learning someone's yeah. been to a cultural sensitivity training yeah. course apparently yeah. required by vh1 yeah um and i didn't get the the answers for the most part were very much nobody seemed to try to do the 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 fake cry because I feel like Simone's was ge- Simone was genuine yeah. in that moment. Simone was going through something yeah. in that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't get the w- speaking of kind of what we were talking about before with edit the weird music behind candies, where it was this weird like hardcore. Like, I, ha- I actually rat, like, I actually have it right here. Do you? <laughs> Isn't that weird? This was the mute. That's that people don't weird. know that this that was the mute when Candy was like, "Ah, this is what I say to myself. Listen, you fat motherfucker. People are gonna bitch. try. Yeah, p- bitch. Let me tell you what. You're gonna. You're gonna. People are gonna try and beat you up. They're gonna say horrible things to you. So you know what you do." You turn on your drag mother. You turn on your drag family. <laughs> you go in and start just yelling at people on the show, watching around, being extra. And then, but uh, don't you, be arrogant. Don't be, don't be arrogant, right? Don't be arrogant. And then you watch out, march around. And you're gonna, you're so mad. <laughs> and then you're gonna sit in that VIP section. And you're gonna, and then by the way, you're gonna sexually harass one of the other contestants on the show and make them uncomfortable. And then, and then you're gonna talk shit about people behind their back, but then not admit it to their face. Also, my Bitch. favorite candy bar is Payday. <laughs> but that had nothing to do with this. Thank you. <sighs> anyway, what were you saying? Uh, just Rosé's Rosé's felt like that had been she had been practicing that all night in the mirror. Uh, it which, was very much of the where she's she, she she's she is still while we have seen growth in Rosé. Yeah, there is still some there's still some work to do there. But here, that's so funny. So thank you for giving me that segue to one of my notes, which is why is there a difference? Between Rosé's perfectionism and Simone's perfectionism. 
I think once I wrote the question down earlier, I figured out the answer. But I okay. want to hear you. Because they're both perfectionists. And they're both very studied and very planned and very in control. But why is there a difference between the two? I don't know. I, I think because Simone... Simone has that character that Rue really likes. Mm-hmm. So even though there's that perfectionist there, I don't know. I don't know. That's a re- that's a really good question. I, I what what do you think the answer is? I think the answer is that Simone is perfect because she thinks she's better than everybody, whereas Simone strives for perfection. Rosé thinks she's better than everybody. I'm sorry, Rose, I'm sorry, 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 rephrase. Rosé strives for perfectionism because she thinks she's perfect and that that's what everyone expects from her. Much in the same way that probably Barbara Streisand is a diva or Patti LuPone is that they know they're so fucking great that they're going to be perfectionists because they know that's what their audience expects. Whereas right. I feel with Simone's sense of perfectionism, it is... She, she strives to be perfect to try and convince herself. I don't think. Oh she, yeah, that's uh, okay. So there's internal versus external yes. uh, expectations. Yes. Okay. That that Rose wants to be so perfect so there's no way you can deny her perfection that she already believes in herself. Whereas Simone, it doesn't care so much. I think that's why Ru, RuPaul's. Um, reaction or the judge's reaction was so it's such a shock to simone because i think she you know because rose probably comes from a world where her parents always told her that everything she did was perfect and beautiful and that she looked like linda evangelista whereas simone probably came from an environment where she was told the opposite well and she kind of mentions that that she was constantly told there's something wrong with you because you're black and gay and feminine Mm -hmm. and you know whereas you know, you have a white Angos, Anglo-Saxon, <laughs> very talented, very pri- privileged. I mean, Rosé talked several times or made reference both in the main episode and on Talked About that he comes from privilege. He comes from a place of privilege. Yeah. That that Simone didn't necessarily have. That's a very good observation on your part. Thank you. By the way, speaking of those baby photos, you know, we saw... Candy Muse, and she looked like a you know a potato with a hat. And <laughs> oh, all right, don't make fun of Candy as a baby. That's and then we saw you know uh, we saw uh, this uh, Got Mick as a baby, and we saw Rose as a baby. And I wrote, not Simone looking exactly the same way she did when she was three. And that <laughs> kid did not look like a three year old. That looked like an eight year old. Yeah, I was like, oh, how does Simone look exactly like her baby picture? Right. The RuPaul hold yeah. mirror and say, Simone, what would you say to Simone? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, going uh, to her speech, I felt, look, I felt it was authentic. I'm not denying the authenticity of Simone's speech. But I uh, did write down, this bitch is saying everything she needs to say to win se- RuPaul's Drag Race season 13. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, RuPaul um, loves hearing that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. So the lip syncs. Yeah. I said before yeah. that I would like to see all of the lip syncs just on their own. They could just release the video of each of the lip syncs. Sure. They won't do it. 
because then you'll see how shitty Candy was. Maybe they will, but I think they'll see. Oh, how that's shitty. a good point. Yeah. I didn't even think of that. I thoroughly enjoyed the lip syncs, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed most of them. Candy, what I thought Candy's was this was the best Candy I think is lip synced. Because she didn't do the where she's you know, clapping her hands and flopping around on the ground and all. But that she kind did of stuff. her eureka kicks. Yeah, the fat girl eureka <laughs> kicks. The high step. Fat girl eureka kicks. Yeah. So I will say this. Sure. I, I love that song, and I particularly love that remix. Sure. That is on. That is on one of my workout playlists. That mm-hmm. particular remix of that. So Taylor hasn't heard it in four years. <laughs> Bitch. Um. I, I sat with a big smile on my face. And the smile got bigger as the lip sync went on. Mm-hmm. I have long yeah. said oh. that my favorite lip sync of all time is Manila Luzon doing MacArthur Park. Sure. Simone doing the song may <gasps> be my now all-time wow. favorite lip sync of the show. Wow. This... The characterization and the way that she was doing things. Mm-hmm. And I know that she was kind of playing the character that she's been this whole time. Mm-hmm. But it was slightly different. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, every time they showed her, if she was going up against like somebody else right now, like one against one another, she she would win. That that is the lip sync of a winner. Wow, wow! I I, is... I I I, I, I want to watch it again because I know I'm going to watch it tomorrow morning and immediately regret that I just said that out loud. But I I I thought to myself, this might be my favorite lip sync of all time on the show. Oh. My goodness. Do you know my favorite lip sync of all time? What is it? Why are you laughing? Because I know what you're going to play. <laughs> Why? I'm not going to play anything. I'm getting oh, ready to play the, play. No, I'm getting ready to play the play. conclusion. <laughs> I'm, yeah, this is what you're waiting for right here. Yeah, that's what I was getting ready for. Oh, okay. No, I thought you were going to play the I Hate Candy song. No. Uh, no, that is. No, that's not my favorite lip sync. It is, it's up there, though. Mm-hmm. Who was the little midget? (laughs) I hate when you say that, Kenya Michaels. Kenya Michaels. Well, you knew who I was talking about. (laughs) Kenya Michaels doing that lunatic (laughs) dance behind Latrice Royale. (laughs) Giving her life on that uh, natural woman. (sighs) That might be up there. That might be my favorite. That might be up there with one of my favorite lip sync of all time. Uh, all right well that's gonna do it for this week's episode of rupaul's drag race recap be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss dissect and deconstruct each brand new episode of rupaul's drag race season 13 so for tato the latte boy and myself sashay away until next week i hate candy Thank you for listening to RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Have something to say? Email us at dragracerecap at afterthought.media. For more drag race and LGBTQ content, support us over at Patreon at patreon.com slash afterthoughtmedia. You can follow Tanner the Latte Boy on Instagram and Twitter at P-I-M-C Taylor. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram at Joe Batanz. That's J-O-E-B-E-T-A-N-C-E. This episode was produced by Luke Stamen. Drag Race Recap is an afterthought media 
Podcast. Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress instead of perfection. You don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M. Com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold.